Blog Talk Radio. Does anybody want the Lord to make him over? Just begin to celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah.
That's W-E-B-S, a word from God, dot webs, dot com. And please browse our site, follow our links to our other affiliate sites and our blogs. Also, we now have a page on Facebook, and it is called A Word from God. Please click the like button to show us that you do like our page. And you can now email us at a word from God 3 at AOL.com. Check out our ad cost and our advertisement page on our website. If you would like to have your church event, your business, or your church announced on the air, or if you are a, uh, a musical artist or would like to have your CD played on A Word From God, please go to our website for instructions on our advertising costs or email me at a word from God 3 at AOL.com. Well, on March 21st, we're uh, happy to announce that we will be on the air starting. Uh, we'll be on the air for four days a week, and that will start on Monday, March 21st. And we will be on the air on Monday mornings, Wednesday mornings, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m., and also, as usual, on Sunday nights at 7.30 p.m., and all of these are Central Standard Time. Now, there will be something a little bit different about our Wednesday morning show. On our Wednesday morning broadcast, it will be devoted to businesses, and I will have business owners on the show who I will interview and I will showcase their business for that day. So listeners from all over the world will hear about your business. So if you are a business owner and there is something you would that you if this is something that you would be interested in, please go to our website that's awordfromgod.webs that's w e b s dot com awordfromgod.webs dot uh, com. Go to our ads and our advertising cost page. All the pricing information that you will need can be found there. Also, I would like to say that I do have out a CD now that is called Secrets, and it sells for fifteen dollars for a two-disc set. And Secrets is helping to bring healing to the wounded heart that has hidden. Secrets that have been buried deep within, but you are afraid to let go of. And then uh, in April, I have a new CD series coming out, and it is called The End of Times. And on this particular series, I will be teaching on um, the last days, out of the book of Revelation, out of the book of Daniel, out of the book of Matthew out of the book of um, um, uh, Thessalonians. I'm sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought there. And we will be teaching on the rapture, the Bema Seat Judgment, the marriage of the Lamb, the Great Tribulation. Uh, we'll be teaching about the Antichrist, and we will be teaching about much, much more. So I will be talking more about that as the day approaches, uh, this is going to be an awesome series about the end times. 
We know that we're living in the end times. There are some things that are going on in the world today, and before you know it, we could look up those of us that are saved, and Jesus will be on his way back uh, uh, for his church. So I'm going to ask you to, uh, when this series come out, that this will be a series that you will want to purchase. Even uh, though we are going to go in the rapture, there are people that are going to be left behind, and they need to know what to do once the church is out of here. So you can buy this, uh, listen to it uh, while we're here before the Lord returns, um, leave it for your unsaved loved ones so that in case they don't make it, that they will have some type of guide to let them know the next things that are going to take place. Also, I would ask that you please visit Lady Be Lovely Fashion's website. At Lady Be Lovely, we carry women's church suits and we carry business suits. Uh, we carry ushers and choir uniforms. Uh, we carry jewelry, hats, colognes, and various other merchandise, all at affordable pricing. Lady Be Lovely Fashions website is ladybelovelyfashions.webs.com. Again, that's ladybelovelyfashions.webs.com. Also on my uh, blogtalkradio.com slash a word from God page, I ask that you would check out all of my affiliate links. And there is one in particular that I like to share, and this one is called Blood Pressure Awareness, where you can learn about high blood pressure, eating right, uh, sugar diabetes, uh, changing your eating lifestyle, about exercise. Uh, I want you to know that in changing your eating lifestyle, you can add years to your life as well as get off of certain medications. So what you need to do is uh, go on this blog. It's called uh, Blood Pressure Awareness. Check out all of the uh, uh, references and different things that are on there. I tell you, you will be blessed to learn certain things about the body and how you don't always have to um, have medication, but sometimes it's just in changing the way that you eat. So visit all of our links. Also on tomorrow night, at 8 o'clock on blogtalkradio.com, there's a new show called Business is Health, and it will be airing tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. So go to blogtalkradio.com slash business is health. Well, the lines are now open. Uh, please feel free to call us at one eight one eight four seven five. 9229 again that number is 18184759229 and on tonight um I actually have out two CDs um uh, but on tonight uh I'm going to be speaking on my latest CD and it is called I give myself away and I wanted to share this CD with you and uh, so that you can really understand about giving yourself not only to the Lord, but giving yourself away to your fellow man, your brothers and your sisters in Christ, 
to those um, that are in need, to those that need a, a, a godly type person in their life. So before we go into the message tonight, I want to um, play our first song. And, and it is because of this song that I came up with this message because there was such a burning in me to know exactly what this song was saying. So this is also another beautiful worship song. And I just want you to sit back and enjoy because when I do play the music every week on the air, I don't play these songs just because I love them or they're, it's the most popular song or it's just such a great song. But I really pray about it and I ask God to give me the music for the day so that it can minister to your heart. It can minister to your spirit. And you uh, uh, you may be going through something and maybe you just need to hear uh, some of the words to some of these songs. So right now we are going to play I Give Myself Away. I give myself away Give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can. Come on, let him know. I give myself. Give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. What would happen if a generation embraced this? Come on, tell them. Here I am. Here I am.
Praise God, praise God. What a beautiful, beautiful worship song that says, I give myself away. Jeremiah um, chapter 10 and verse 23, and it reads, I know, O Lord, that a man's life is not his own. It is not for man to direct his steps. That is in the New International Version uh, uh, translation. And as I, when I first heard this beautiful song, and I was listening, I started to wonder what did it really, really mean to say, I give myself away. And as I thought about the words in the song, I asked God, what do they really mean? And how do I apply them to my li- to, to my life? And as we heard the lyrics, it's, they say, here I am, here I stand. Lord, my life is in your hands. Lord, I'm longing to see your desire revealed in me. I give myself away. But then not only does it say that I give myself away, but it says I give myself away so that you can use me. These are beautiful lyrics, and and it's a beautiful and wonderful melody. But what is it saying to you? When it says, I give myself away. How do you see yourself in this song? And then the next verse says, take my heart, take my life as a living sacrifice. All my dreams, all my plans, Lord, I place them in your hands. I give myself away. And then it says, my life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself to you. So today, for a few moments, I want to talk to you about I give myself away. Well, you might say, Evangelist Hagler, what do I have to do to give myself away? Well, first, you must become a clean vessel. And then you must have a pure heart and live a sanctified and holy lifestyle if you want to be effectively used by God. God cannot use us the way he wants if our life is not in right standing with him. Psalms 51 and 10 says, Create in me a clean heart, and renew a right spirit within me. And then First Peter says, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. Your heart has to be right before the Lord. You have to be walking in holiness. See, holiness is a lifestyle. It's not a look. It's not what you have on, but it is a lifestyle. It is an everyday lifestyle. And how do we know how to live holy? How do we know how to walk holy? Well, we get into the Word of God, 
and we look at how the saints of old lived. We look at how Jesus lived. Well, you say, well, uh, you know, that was back in the day. Uh, today is different. But there's really no difference, just certain things are different. Uh, we're in a technological age now where back then they weren't. Uh, we, we, we have things today that they didn't have back then. But our lifestyles, the way we live, the way we act, the way we think, it's all still the same. Man has not changed from the very beginning at, at Adam and Eve to this very moment that I'm speaking to you right now. There's still sin in the world. There's still still hatred in the world. There's still um, violence in the world. There there are people still out uh, walking the pavements, beating the pavements, telling people that Jesus loves them, that Jesus saves. We're just using different ways of doing it nowadays. But you still have to live a holy lifestyle. And so you need to say, Lord, I need for you to create in me a clean heart. I need my life to be right. I want to walk upright before you. Uh, The scripture says no good thing will he withhold from them that walk upright. You say sometimes, well, maybe, you know, God is not listening to me. God is not hearing me. Maybe he's not listening and maybe he's not hearing because you're not walking upright. You're not in right standing with the Lord. So sometimes you need to do a daily uh, check on yourself. You need to check up on yourself and see, Lord, how am I living today? Am I walking according to the word or am I moving on my own thoughts and what I want to do? Am I walking according to the word or am I living holy? Am I doing holy and, and righteous things? Or am I just going along day by day doing the same old things that I've always done? So our first thing in order to give myself away, I must become a clean vessel, have a pure heart, live a sanctified and a holy lifestyle. Our lives must be a reflection of God's life on a daily basis. Second, I must spend time with God in prayer, the study of his word, fasting and seeking his face first for every decision that comes up in my life. Knowing this will bring me closer to him, I must know his word and his voice if I am to be used by God. The song says, I give my away so that you can use me. And many of us, of us might say, well, Lord, you know, God isn't using me. I don't, God doesn't use me like I see others being used. I don't know if the Lord is listening to me. I don't even know if I know the voice of God. Sometimes we're looking for this woo spooky, you know, hearing this little, this voice or you know, expecting for this big thunderous voice to come out. But sometimes opportunities will just arise, and then you'll feel something in your spirit that says, what are you going to do? What decision are you going to make? Or you may hear a still, small voice. Or someone may call up on the phone and say something to you, and it will be something that you need to hear, something that you need to do. 
Or you might be watching television, and God will speak that way. But the best way that God speaks to us is through his word. If you're spending time with God in prayer, if you're spending time in the study of his word, if you're fasting and you're seeking his face, then everything you need to know that that God wants you to do, you will find out in just doing those four things on a daily basis. Uh, John chapter 10, verse 4 and 5 says, My sheep know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. If you are in God's word, and something comes up and you hear something and it says to do something contrary to the word of God that you just read, you know that that is not God. Because my sheep will know my voice. To know his voice is to know his word. Because the word says, and a stranger, they will not follow. Matthew 6.33 says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. We seek everything else. We seek the advice of friends. We seek the advice of loved ones. We watch TV talk shows and seek their advice. We write into uh, uh, different blogs to find out if, if anybody knows the answer to this. But we don't go to the one who made us who knows all things. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek God first. Uh, uh, Get into right standing with God. And it says, and all these other things shall be added unto you. All the things that you need to know, all the things that you want to know, they'll be added. All you have to do is to put God first in every area of your life. And then uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 says, and many of us know this particular scripture, it says, Study to shew thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. If we get into our word and we study, we will never be ashamed about anything that we say according to the word, because we know how to rightly divide the word of truth. We know that if someone comes up and asks us a question or asks us about salvation or they ask us about something else, we will have the scripture and everything that we need. And it will just pop up in our spirit because the word becomes a part of us and we're able to minister to people the word that they need to hear. And then in Isaiah 58 and 6 says, Is not this the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burden, and to let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke? See, when we fast, it helps us to be free. It it loosens us from all of the snares that the enemy is trying to put us in. It undo, it, un, it, it, the scripture says to undo 
the heavy burdens. It says to loose the bands of wickedness. Many of us are sitting bound and tied up and tangled up, and we don't know how to get out of certain situations. Sometimes you're going to have to fast your way out. Now, you can fast in several different ways, but you need to ask God, what is the fast for you? If God tells you to fast every week, then you fast every week. If God tells you to fast once a month, you fast once a month. If God says to fast twice a year, then you do that. If he tells you to go on a 40-day fast or a 20-day fast or a two-day fast, you do what the Spirit of God tells you to do because what it's going to do is going to loose those bands of wickedness. It's going to undo the heavy burdens, and it's going to let the oppressed go free. Many of us are oppressed. We're just oppressed by something. Something is just keeping us down. It's holding us down, and it's oppressing us. It's not even a depression. It's just something we don't know what it is. It's just there, and it's just hindering us from doing the things that we need to do before the Lord. And so it says to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke, that you're not bound up, that nothing is holding you back. You don't have to carry anything any longer because you are free. So secondly, we must spend time with God in prayer. We must spend time in the study of his word. We must fast and we must seek his face. Thirdly, I must give him complete control over my entire life. That means my time, my life, and yes, even my money. You know, I have a, a couple of little testimonies that I want to share. Uh, several years ago, sometime back in the um, late 70s, and we were stationed over in Honolulu, Hawaii. We were stationed at Tinker Air Force, I'm sorry, not Tinker, Hickam Air Force Base. And there was a day when... Uh, times were really, really hard for us, and we needed some food very, very badly. I mean, I mean, we really needed to eat. And um, I looked in my pocket, in my pocketbook, in my in my wallet, and all I had was six dollars to my name. My husband didn't have anything. My children were too young to have any money. And and I just looked at the $6. I called my bank, and, and there was no money in the bank. And I'm like, God, what am I going to do? How do we feed our family on $6? And so what I did was I just prayed. I, I just gave it to the Lord. I prayed. And so as I was um, sitting there, I was a little depressed, and I was a little anxious and frustrated, and I just didn't know what to do. And I said, well, I was going to go to the grocery store, maybe buy some bread and a few uh, things of bologna and maybe some water, and we could kind of eat off of that, and, you know, then we would see what else the Lord would do for us. Well, as I was sitting there, uh, a friend of mine called, and she said, uh, there is a prayer service going on. I want you to come and go with me. And I really didn't feel like praying. I was just too depressed. But, you know, I felt the unction of the Holy Spirit that told me, to go. And so I grabbed my purse, I jumped in my car, and I drove across town. 
And when I got there, the the prayer service was high and, and the power of God was moving, but I still didn't feel free because I was burdened about my family not being able to eat. And so as God always does, they took up an offering. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're taking up an offering. I said, Lord, all I have is $6. And I said, so, okay, I'll give you a dollar, and I'll keep the five, and I pray that you bless the five, because this is all I have. And just like God, he said, "Uh uh-uh. He said, give me the whole thing. And I sat there for a minute, and I kind of argued with the Lord back and forth. I'm like, Lord, uh-uh, I can't give you all of my money. And God is so wonderful. He didn't yell or scream at me. He didn't say, how dare you? He just said, give me the $6. So I put the $6 in the basket when the basket came around to me, and I literally watched my basket just go down that row and all the way to the front, and then they took it all the way to the back, and I was like, okay, Lord, that's it. I don't know what I'm going to do now. And I drove home, and I was a little more depressed than what I was when I got to church in the first place. And when I got home, I heard the Holy Spirit say, he said, clean out your refrigerator. And me with my flippant mouth sometimes, I said, what you going to do, Lord, materialize some food up in there? And every now and then, as I cleaned out the refrigerator, every now and then I'd open the door just to see because God can do anything. But nothing happened. So I said, okay, Lord. I said, we're in your hands. I said, we're your children. Uh, I know you love us. I know you're not going to let us starve. And about an hour later, the same lady that called me about the prayer service called me back. Well, my first intentions as being a child of God, when she asked me how I was doing, I said, oh, I'm blessed. We are highly favored of the Lord. God is good. She said, how are you really? And I just broke. Something in me broke, and I just began to cry. And I said, we don't have any food. And I said, and payday is a week away, and I don't know what I'm going to do. I really don't know. And she prayed with me, and then she said, well, you know what? She said, I'm going to call you back a little later on. I said, okay. you know. And about an hour later, I got a knock on my door, and I peeked out the window, and it was the lady that I had talked with, and there were two other sisters with her. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the three of them came in to my home, and the three women, each of them had two bags of groceries, Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. And there were six bags of groceries, and I had given God six dollars. And God showed me that he is more than enough, that he could take six dollars and feed my family for not just the one week, But he fed us like we had like three weeks worth of food. And I had everything in there that I could possibly need because that was back in the 70s, so you could get quite a bit of food for a little bit of money. But God showed me that I can take what you give me and I can multiply it because all I was going to do was buy some bread, 
some Kool-Aid or water and some mayo and some lunch meat and call it a day. But God showed me that if you give him control over your entire life, that is including your money, that he will bless you. So you see, I must place every thought, every desire, every dream, and all of my plans totally in God's hands. See, there's nothing that I can do on my own. I mean, I can do anything. People are doing things and they don't have God in their lives, but they struggle. They go through hard times. And that's all that they're going, that's the only reward that those people are going to get because their reward is down here. But no matter what happens, I'm going to be blessed down here and blessed when I go to heaven because I have given God complete control over my life. Um, We're to always put him first in everything. We're to allow him to order our steps daily. Psalms 119 and 133 says, Order my steps in thy word and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. And I love how the God's word translation reads, and it says, Make my steps secure through your promise. And we know that God's promise is his word. And do not let any sin control me. The only thing that should control our lives is God. Now, God knows everything about us. Our future has already been determined by him. All we have to do is walk in the path that he has set before us. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. I, and I also want to read this from the Message Bible. And it says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. So I must always know that he is the potter and I am the clay. And I must step out of the way and let him mold and shape me into the very image that I should be in and I should look and act and be just like our Father in every way. So number three is we're to give God complete control over our lives, to give ourselves away so that he can use us. And then fourthly, I must walk in the love of God, not just towards him, but towards my brothers and sisters in Christ. How can I say I love him and not love my brothers and sisters who I see every day? First John 4, 7 and 8 says, Beloved, let us love one another For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. 
you need to check your love walk every day. How can you give yourself away if you first don't know how to show love? We are God's extended hand here on this earth. We are um, we are how God shows his love to the world, and he shows through us, the world, how he loves them, and he does it through us and through our actions. How is the world supposed to uh, know about love if we, the saints of God, who we say we have the love of God in us, but we don't show us? You know, we're all guilty of when we're traveling down the freeway, and I must be the first to raise my hand that when somebody cuts me off, I just yell at them or, or I honk my horn or whatever, you know. And that's not the actions and the love of God. I should just go ahead on and just, you know, well, Father, maybe they got to be somewhere. I don't know. Thank you, Father, that you stopped, you know, that there was not an accident, that you protected me. And then I should be able to pray for them. Lord, I don't know what's going on in that person's life, but, Lord, I ask that you touch them. I ask that you save them. I ask that you set them free from all frustrations, whatever it is. So the next time that somebody tries to cut you off or cut you off at Walmart or some of the other stores or, or takes your parking spot, before you get mad, stop and pray for them. Because you don't know what God is going to do for you because you took a moment to pray for someone else. So how are so how are you giving yourself away? How do you give yourself away so that God can use you? Do you use encouraging words or do you use words that hurt? I remember when I was a young girl and my um, I was living at home with my mom and dad. And my dad and I, we didn't get along very well. Um, my mother and father were my adoptive parents, and they adopted me when I was two. And so my father never really showed a lot of love to me. And um, he would also always say hurting words, uh, putting me down through words, uh, talking about me through words, making fun of me with his words. But I'm so thankful that every time he used a negative word towards me, my mother used an encouraging word. So what he tried to tear down, my mother built me up and lifted me up with the words of encouragement. So what do you do? How do you use your words, are they encouraging or do they hurt? Are, are they painful? Do you raise your hand in love to comfort people? Or do you use your hands to beat someone down with them? Do you offer hope and faith? Or are you a dream stealer and a dream killer? But yet you sing. I give myself away. Do you help others in need? Do you smile at people? Do you even sometimes just walk up to somebody and say, you know what, God loves you. 
You know, when I see frustrated people, uh, like if I'm going, if I'm out eating or if, uh, or at my job, sometimes I mean, sometimes I'm very frustrated on my job because I deal with the public. But sometimes God will speak to me and say, "Let that person know that I love them." And I walk up to them and I'll say, "I, I just want you to know." That God loves you and that he really cares. And I wish you could see the difference on that person's face when I tell them that. Because God will always use you to encourage and uplift and build up others. What are you giving? Are you someone to lean on or are you someone to run from? Are your children afraid of you? Or do do when you come home, do they run to you? Oh, Mommy, oh, Daddy, I'm glad to see you. Or are they scared of you? Um, are you someone who's a confidant? Or are you someone who can't hold water when somebody tells you something uh, that uh, is going on in their life or, or something that... Um, um, is uh, uh, you know maybe hurting them? Uh, I have a caller. Hold on, just one moment here. Hello, you're on the air. <laughs> good evening. How are you doing today? I'm wonderful, sir. How are you? I'm good. I wasn't expecting to be picked up, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, how can we help you tonight? Well, I'm just listening in. Um, my name is Cliff. I also have a show on BTR as under um, Minister C.D. Monroe. But, um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, uh, for real? Oh, okay. Um, the, uh, I'm sorry. My wife is talking about um, Dionne Moore again. She was an apprentice. Um, no, I just called to say that, you know, I, I feel you were about the cut-off incident because, you know, I, I'm getting better at that myself. You know, at first I used to yell at folks and yeah. just have this mean look on my yeah. face. Mom would like, baby, can they hear you? No. Why do why you do it? I don't know because I have passion. <laughs> but, um, it's just a natural thing, I think, and we don't even think about it until after we do it and then the Holy Spirit convicts us. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, okay, Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you know what? I did upgrade. I went from fussing the car to so just giving it a look like, can you drive? Can you take the car home and park it? Go home and get a nap. But, you know, so I'm I'm better. I'm better. Cause, well, you know, that's good. We're no. glad to hear that. And we will uh, listen to your show as well, sir. Well, you know what? Um, I have a show tonight. It's oh, well, called, okay. like I said, Shelter or Refuge Ministries. Okay. Um, I'm talking, um, I have a book called, uh, some book called, I got so many books, it's, it's crazy. Uh, Forge in, in the Fire, oh, uh, Shaped yeah. by the Master. And yeah. I'm taking it from day one to however it takes long, however long it takes me. And I'm talking about David, Saul, and Samuel. And I'm just, it's, it's a 30 minute show, so I, I, I just had fun with the tape. BTR oh. for the extra time they they offer so, oh, but I'm and what is your uh, what is the name of your show? It's called Shelter Refuge Ministries. Shelter. 
Yes. Okay. We will um we will take a listen to you. Okay. Thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. All right. You're welcome. All right, sir. Thank you. Well, praise God. Amen. We had a caller, and he, too, has a blog talk show. And so for those of you that are listening, we pray that you will uh, listen to his show this evening and uh, hear what he has to say. He sounds like a good brother. Amen. Well, let's get back into our um, message here. Um, I was saying how um, sometimes God will put... um, some some of us can't hold water. Somebody will give us a um, uh, somebody will tell us something, and instead of us being a confidant, instead of us being someone that can keep uh, a secret or keep something that someone has told us, we go off and tell other people what we've heard. Now, are you also someone who helps people, or do you laugh at people? Do you visit the sick and the shut-ins? Uh, Do you sometimes maybe take food to people or shop for them? Or do you just say, I'm too busy? But then you sing, I give myself away. The Bible says to be good to all, but especially unto those who are of the household of faith. Does your love just stop with your family, or is there enough love for others, or is it just us? And no more It's easy to sing a song And it's easy to lift our voices and praise But if it's not in your heart It doesn't mean anything 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13 says in verse 1 It says Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels But have not charity, love I have become as a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. The scripture says in Mark 12, 30, and 31, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. And this is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is no other commandment, Greater than these Love is the greatest commandment And then 1 Corinthians 13 says And now abideth faith, hope, charity But the greatest of these is charity When we stand at the Bema judgment seat of Christ And we are judged for our works We want this particular scripture to be fulfilled 1 John 4.17 says, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness, stand before God in confidence in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Is there a likeness of Christ in you? When people see you, do they know that there's something different about you? Can they see the God in you that you claim to know but you don't show? What do people see when they look at you? What do people uh, notice that's different 
about you. Today when I went to dinner and I was noticing there was an elderly lady in front of me and there was another lady in front of her and I could see that the lady was struggling and before I had a chance to say something, the other lady said, ask this little lady, because she was uh, a much older lady and she was trying to fix her plate and carry her tray and put the food and everything on all at the same time. And the other lady said, ma'am, is there anything I can do to help you? Uh, uh, can I can I put something on your plate for you? Can I Can I carry your tray for you? How can I help you? That's the attitude of a Christian. That's what we do. When we see people are struggling, when we see people are having problems, when we see that there are things going on, in people's lives that we can help to change. Do we change or help to change the situation that's going on? Do you just sometimes ask the Lord, Lord, who can I call today and and give a word of encouragement to? Lord, who can I go? I'm going to Walmart. Who can I go and just buy a, a little something for or maybe just get them a $10 Walmart card or whatever? But, Lord, what can I do today to be a blessing to someone else? So to give yourself away, you must be, first, a clean vessel. Second, give yourself to prayer, fasting, study of the word, and to seek God's face. Thirdly, you must give him complete control over your life and to walk in obedience. And number four, you must walk in in love. But there is one other thing I want to tell you, and that is how God himself gave his self away. Now you say, um, Evangelist Hagler, how did he do that? He did that in the form of his son, Jesus Christ. For you see, God knew that man would fall so he already had a plan set in motion. In Genesis chapter 3, we all know the story of Adam and Eve when they were all called on the carpet because they had all done wrong. But he had told Satan that one would come that would uh, uh, crush his head and, and that he would bruise his heel. And so right there, the plan was set into motion. Uh, the plan was for God to give his self away for the people of this earth, which he created. For you see, God left his beautiful estate, his mansion, his glory in heaven, just to be born in a stable. He took off his royal and his priestly clothing to be wrapped in rags, he left hearing all of the praises going forth in his name. Uh, he left walking on the streets of gold to come here and be born among stinky animals and feces. To one day having his creation call him names and to make fun of him. He came and did what the Father told him to do. Jesus' mission was to heal the sick, 
to raise the dead. He opened blind eyes. He fed the poor. And he declared salvation to a dying world. He did all of these things that were just mentioned. Why? Because he is the ultimate giver. You see, Jesus was arrested. He was arrested for doing good. Now, you're talking about profiling someone. Jesus was arrested just because he did good for other people. And the enemy did not like that. And he wanted to help destroy God in whatever way he could possibly destroy him. Jesus was lied on. uh, He was spit on. He was beaten with whips and chains. Uh, The whips had bone and rocks and metal uh, embedded within the um, within the uh, uh, the whips themselves within the stringy part of the whip, and his back he had stripes on his back, and his back was ripped open because of the beatings. All of this was for your healing and mine. So I'm going to tell you right now: if you're sick. If if you have some type of sickness or disease or something that's going on in your life, you need to claim your healing right now. Because when Jesus was beaten across his back and his back was ripped open, that was because so that you could walk in health, so that you could 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 walk around healed, totally healed. So you need to claim your healing now. You need to begin to walk in health because Jesus paid for your healing and your health by the stripes on his back. Jesus' beard was ripped from his face. Now, I want to tell you this. Many times we see pictures of Jesus on the cross, and there's a little bit of blood trickling down uh, because of the thorns on his head. And he's just, he's all intact, and 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 it, he, he just looks good. But that's not how Jesus really looked. You can watch the scariest horror movie. You can watch the goriest, bloodiest movie possible, and it still won't be like what Jesus went through when he was dying on the cross from for our sins. For you see... I've pulled hair off of my face. I've uh, pulled, plucked my eyebrows. But to have somebody grab your beard and rip it out of your face, not only does does it uh, the hair come out, but it pulls some of your face. It pulls off some of your skin. Blood began to gush from his head because of the crown of thorns on his head. He was nailed to the cross. They put the nails in his hands and in his feet. And then the cross was lifted up, and then it was dropped into the ground, into the hole in in the ground where they packed the dirt back around the cross. And then at that time when they dropped it 
to the ground. Drop drop that, that cross into the ground. It says that every bone came out of their socket and they were broken. So Jesus didn't look like how he looks on on, on the pictures on TV. He doesn't look how how he looks on the on the crucifix on the on the cross on the Catholic crucifix. He doesn't look like those aren't the real pictures of how our Lord looked when he was dying on the cross for your sins and my sins. You know, I did a study one time, and and there was a doctor, a Christian doctor, who did a study on the death of Jesus. And he said, in the the way that he, the way that Jesus died, the way he was hanging on the cross, it was difficult for Jesus to even breathe while he was up there. So he was also he was suffocating while he was hanging on that cross. He was in much agony. He was in so much pain. We as women, you know, we have children, and and that is the most awful pain that I think any woman can ever, physical pain that any woman can ever experience. But it is still nothing like the pain that Jesus was going through as he was dying on the cross. He asked for water, and they gave him vinegar. See, to the soldiers, all this was a big joke. Hey, you know, we we got him. You know, he's finally, you know, he's going to be destroyed, you know. Finally, we're finally uh, through with this with this guy. We're finally through with him. He's he's hanging on a cross, and maybe now there'll be some, uh, uh, you know, life will go back as usual. Uh, we have another uh, caller on the line. Hello, you're on the air. Hello, you're on the air. Hello. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so Jesus was going through agony, much, much agony. And he was a bloody mess. But he still had time in dying for his sins. I mean, dying for my sins and yours to save a soul. There were uh, others on the cross that day. One said, if you be the son of God, you know, get us down and yourself. But the other one said, uh, Lord, remember me uh, when you get into your kingdom. And Jesus said, today thou will be with me in paradise. Even through all of that pain and agony, Jesus took time to save a soul and this is the other part that I love about Jesus, that before he died, he wanted to make sure that his mother would be taken care of. And so he looked at, at one of the disciples, I believe it was John, and he said, Son, behold thy mother. Mother, behold thy son. He wanted to know that his mother, out of everything, everybody on this earth, that his mother was going to be okay and that he was leaving her in good hands. You see, some of you might even be mad with your mother. You might be mad with your father because, you know, they're not allowing you to do the things that you want or they've done something that you feel like, you know, why did they do that? But, you know, you need 
to get whatever that is right between you, your mom, you, your dad, or you and your parents. You need to get that right because you only get one mom and one dad. But Jesus made sure that his mother was taken care of. He even had time to forgive his accusers and those who mocked him. He then cried out to his father. You see, Jesus that day carried every sin, every sin on his body during that time. Every sin, any thing imaginable, Jesus was carrying that sin on his body that day, in that hour, in that time. Every disease and every sickness. And you see, Jesus and his father had never been separated before. But on that day, God could not look at his son because of the sin that was on him. You see, God can't stand sin because there is no sin in the presence of God. And Jesus cried out and he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Now, can you imagine the pain in God's heart not to be able to help his son? Think of your son or your daughter, and they need you, but there's nothing you can do but just watch them die. That would rip your heart out. I have two daughters, and there's no way in the world I could just sit And watch them die But if there was nothing I can do It would break my heart And it broke God's heart Because God knew That in order for man to be redeemed That his son Had to go Through this horrible Horrible death Then there were the 12 legions of angels There were angels All over They were just waiting for Jesus to say, you know what, come get me. I don't want to do this. Come get me off of this cross right now. Wipe everybody out. We'll start all over again. But the angels, they couldn't do anything. The angels, they were itching to fight. They were itching. They were waiting. They wanted to fight. They wanted to protect their creator. And then there were the demons, you know, being demons. They were sitting there, "Uh uh-huh, we got him now. Yeah, look, what you going to do? What you going to do? Hey, we got that Jesus now. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. So what y'all going to do? You going to step forward? You going to step forward? You want to fight? You want to fight? But God just told the angels, just hold back because the day is coming. Just hold back. And you can imagine the demons were jumping around for joy because they thought, hey, we got him. And then there were the angels, and all they could do was stand in awe as they watched their creator die in agony. And there was nothing that they could do to step up to save him. But Jesus looked into the heavens and spoke to his father and said, Into thy hands I commit my spirit. And he said then, It is finished. He gave up the ghost. He hung his head, and then he died. And on that day, 
Jesus could true, hallelujah, hallelujah, could truly say, I give myself away. Hallelujah. He truly gave himself away completely by giving up his life. He shed his blood that we might have a right to eternal life. Hebrews 9.22 says, And almost all things are by the law purged or cleansed with blood. And without the shedding of blood is no remission or forgiveness. So because of that act, that act of kindness, that act of love, we now have a right to be saved. He, because of that act of unselfish love and that and complete surrendering of his life, that gives us the right to salvation. It gives us the right to forgiveness, to to grace, to mercy, to healing, and to deliverance from sin. What have you done for Jesus? How are you giving yourself away so that God can use you? Giving him your service is just part of it. Obedience is the other part. You need to ask God on a daily basis, how can I give myself away, Father? What can I do so that on this day you can use me? For you see, Lord, I'm not my own. Nothing about me is my own. I want to give my life thoroughly and totally to you. Hallelujah. Praise God. We have a caller. Hello, you're on the air. Hello? Yes. I wanted to say I just I really appreciate you sharing this. Um, a lot of times I don't think people realize just how easy it is to just accept Jesus into their lives, you know, just by saying the sinner's prayer and just confessing with their mouths. Right. And I don't think a lot of people realize the, what he went through. Yeah. Normal Me, I wouldn't have done that for y'all, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'd just been like, all right, Lord, take him out. <laughs> and so, I mean, they don't. I don't think people realize the love that Jesus has for all of us to to Amen. go through that. Amen. Because that is that is just awesome. That is an awesome kind of love that Amen. you don't really see unless it's like a parent or a family member. That's yeah. pretty much it, you know. Yeah. So for him to do that for us, yeah. And all you got to do is just ask him into your heart, and Amen. that's it. Amen. And then boom. Amen. And it, it, it is, I mean, many, uh, when I watched the movie uh, Passions of the Christ, that is probably one of the first movies that I actually ever saw where it showed the agony, I mean, the total agony, the beatings and, and all that he went through. I, I would suggest that everybody go and rent that movie, Passions of the Christ, because, I mean, Jesus suffered, and then he died. And he, it's like you said, you know, I don't know if I could have done that. I don't know if I could have watched one of my children 
on the cross dying like that while people were sitting around laughing and and gambling for his robe and and making fun of him and, and you know I'm a mother so I don't know if I could have sat there and right. watched that cuz I probably would have threw a couple of lightning bolts out of yep. the sky <laughs> so I mean it it is so important for people to realize what Jesus actually went through how he suffered you know the 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 price that he paid if we actually knew that i think that people would run to to christ begging and asking him for forgiveness because that type of love is just it, it it's it's that type of love is just not even recognizable right but we thank you for your call thank you all right Thank you Bye-bye. very much. Bye-bye. Hallelujah. As the caller was saying, if people really realized that type of love, that it, 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 that type of love, you just don't see that kind of love every day, that somebody would come and leave the comfort of where they were to come down here and to be ridiculed and ostracized and beaten and laughed at and taunted and and arrested and and falsely accused about things and then get on a cross and still say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Mm, Hallelujah. And so as I was saying, we should ask God on a daily basis, how can I give myself away? Lord, how can I uh, uh, be used by you? And God is going to tell you exactly what to do. But then once he tells you what to do, it's up to you to do what God says. And that means no questions asked because God might say, you know, call up. Sister so-and-so, and take her shopping. She needs a new dress. Well, Lord, I haven't had a new dress in a while. I mean, why I got to go and and, and um, take Sister so-and-so shopping, you know, when I need a new dress? If the Spirit of the Lord tells you to do something, then you do it. You do what he says. You go where he tells you to go. You say what he say, uh, tells you to say. Um. The theme in our church this year is, here I am, send me. We should be living such a life that we can say to God every day, here I am, Lord, send me. What mission, Lord God, do you want me to go on today? So don't ask God any questions. Just do it. If he says to do it, just obey, because in return, you will be blessed. And giving yourself away, don't just think about what it will cost you. Why? Because it cost Jesus everything. It cost him his life. And Jesus paid it all. You don't owe anything but to love and serve him. Remember, I said earlier that you are God's hands extended to this world The people of the world That are living up under this world system They need Jesus 
They need to see somebody living this life that they're talking about. You know, we often uh, hear people talk the good talk, but we don't see them walk the good walk. And the world is looking at you. Uh, when they're telling the nasty jokes on the job, do you, the Christian, stand there and laugh at the joke? When when you go out with the, the girls or the guys after work and you're a Christian, and they say, well, let's go have a drink. And they're not going to one of the pleasing places to have a drink, but maybe they're going to the strip club. Do you, the Christian, go in there with them? and start acting just like they do. Uh, you, you, the Christian, when you know that they're doing something against someone else, that they're lying and cheating and, and deceiving someone else, are you in on the deception as well? The world has to see something different about you. Sometimes you're just going to have to step up and say, you know what, I'm a born-again Christian. I love God, and I don't do those things. I'm sorry. I can't go with you there. I can't I can't talk about my brother with you over here. No, I can't go have a drink with you around the corner. No, I don't want to hear that joke because I'm a born-again Christian, and I love God, and I don't allow... Uh, the wrong thing to enter into my ear gates and my eye gates. And so, therefore, I'm not going to be a part of that. And as I was saying, you are God's hands extended to this world. Do good to others. And when someone does something good to you, pay it forward. You go out and you do something good for somebody else. And that person will go do something good for another person. And eventually it will all come all the way back around. If we're thinking more of others and less of ourselves, this world could actually uh, go through some good changes. Uh, I heard about a church here in the area where I live that did something called a generous fast. And what that generous fast means is that you just go out and you be generous to someone. You go out. I mean, it's an easy fast. What does it take to be generous to people? What does it take to give a smile to someone? What does it take to hold a door open to someone? What does it take... Uh, if you see someone with a lot of packages and you help them, or if you see someone drop something uh, on the ground and you pick it up and say, ma'am, or sir, I'm sorry, here, you dropped this. A generous fast, just being generous to other people, giving yourself away generously. You give To give yourself away to God daily in worship. Spend time worshiping God. Have intimate times with God. Let him love on you, and you love on God. Some of you are lonely, and some of you need someone to talk to. You may even feel like you're not loved, and and you may have lost hope in your faith. But if you will allow God time with you on a daily basis, 
And if you will listen, God will talk to you. He will love you, and he will build your hope and your faith. So my, my, my word to you today is give yourself away to God every day, and you will be blessed. Hallelujah. So now the next time you sing that song or the next time you hear that song, you will know exactly what it means to give yourself away. I thank God for his word. God is such an awesome and he's such a loving father. Um I mean it it is just it is so it is so beautiful to be in the hands of God, to have God to lead you, to have God to uh to bless you, to watch over you, to keep you. I mean, he's a loving God, and there's nothing that God won't do for us if we are obedient and we walk before him as we should. We're going to take a break, and we're going to play another song for you called Thank You by Richard Smallwood.
Lord, I thank you for what you've done for me. For how you made a way out of no way. For while I was, when I was in storm, you lifted me. When I didn't know how I was going to pay my bills, you made a way out of no way. For putting food on my table. For my life, for my health, for my strength. But for saving me one day. over you, for how he leads and guides you, for how he blesses you, for how he uh, just, how he's restored you, how he's brought you unto himself, how he saved you, how he just gives you everything, not only just the things that you want and the things that, I mean, the things that you need, but the things that you want and even the things that you desire. Just take a minute and just Think about what God has done for you. Think about how he has blessed you. Think about all of the great things that God has done. I know that there are so many of you out there that have testimonies that you would like to share and just say something about the goodness of God. So just think about what God has done. And if you have a testimony, go ahead and call me here at one eight one eight. Four seven five nine two two nine. God is just truly good, and I know that God has been good to someone. Somebody can call in tonight and just say, you know, I just want to thank God because of this, or I want to thank God because of that. My testimony tonight is I want to thank God for reclaiming me because, you see, I was a backslider. I, I backslid and I walked away from the Lord. But I thank God for his faithfulness, and I thank God for his love. 
in how he brought me back in to his loving arms. There was no judgment. There was no uh, ridicule. There was no humiliation. There was no how dare you, how dare you think you can come back. What he did was he just opened up his arms to me, and he let me know how much he loved me. And he just kept... He just kept gently prodding me, prodding me. Every time I walked in the church doors, he would just gently prod me and just tell me, I love you, Becky. I love you. Come on back home. I love you. You know, you've not done anything that I can't forgive. I love you. I love you. Just come on back in. Come on back in. I want you to know that I'm here for you, that I love you. And I accepted that call to come back home. And ever since I've been back home, I'm telling you, God has just done miraculous things in my life. He has just been so good to me. He's better to me than I could ever be to myself. Hallelujah. I just want to thank God tonight for his love and for his goodness. Hallelujah. Well, we have about... 20 more minutes uh, left on the air. And I just have a couple of, uh, uh, I have one other announcement that I wanted to uh, share on tonight. Um, we have our women's conference coming up. Uh, it is the Day Spring Denim and Diamonds Women's Conference and Luncheon, which will be held at the Gaylord Texan Resort. On Mother's Day weekend, May 4th through the 7th in Grapevine, Texas. The Gaylord Texan Resort is a awesome, a beautiful resort hotel. And uh, we do have rooms blocked off for that particular weekend. And so you would call um, the Gaylord Texan Resort and give them the code word, which is Day Spring. And you can find that information, that phone number, on our uh, uh, church's website, which is dayspringfamilychurch.org. Now, the registration fee for the conference is $99 before April 3rd. And then uh, starting April 4th, the cost will go up to $129. So you want to get your tickets uh, as soon as possible. Now, included in your registration is a fabulous conference bag, a wonderful lunch on Saturday. There will be awesome classes, preaching, and teaching that will go out throughout the whole conference. Now, uh, our conference actually starts that Wednesday night on the 4th, which will be held at the Day Spring Family Church, and Thursday night will also be held at the Day Spring Family Church. On Friday, the um, conference will be at the um, Gaylord Texan Resort starting at about 9 o'clock that morning, As um, and it'll, we'll have classes all during the day. And then that evening, we will have uh, our, our uh, big service that evening, that Friday evening, and then Saturday, we will also have our other session uh, of the conference, and we will have uh, our luncheon, and uh, there's shopping. There's all kinds of wonderful things that you're going to be able to do. Uh, the Word of God will go forth. Uh, our conference host 
is uh, our pastor, Pastor Sonia Dickerson, who pastors alongside of her husband, Bishop Kevin Dickerson. They pastor the Dayspring Family Church in Irving, Texas. So for more information on this powerful conference, I'm going to ask that you please visit our church website, which is dayspringfamilychurch.org. I'm going to tell you that if you will come out to this um, conference, I'm telling you, you will truly, truly, truly be blessed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Well, you know, as I was saying earlier, God is just such a wonderful, wonderful God. And we've learned so much tonight about, um, Lord, I, you know, I give myself away so that you can use me. And what I want to say to you now is if you don't know Jesus Christ in the pardon of your sins, I'm going to ask you to pray a little prayer with me. And if you're a backslider, I also want you to pray this prayer with me. And all this prayer is going to do is just going to open up your life to Christ, to where you will have the right and the authority to go before him and talk with him and ask anything of him that is according to his word. And so I'm just going to ask you to repeat this prayer after me. But before we uh, pray the prayer, I am going to play the the theme song because I think it is befitting um, what we're about to do. And this song is called Lord Make Me Over Again. Does anybody want the Lord to make him over? Just begin to celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah.
and make me over again. I want to pray with you on this evening before we go off of the air. And um, for those of you that don't know the Lord and you want to pray this prayer with me, I just pray that you repeat what I say. And I pray that you mean it from your heart. And then once you do this, I'm going to ask you to email me at a word from God three at AOL dot com. A word from God three at AOL dot com and let me know that you did receive Jesus and in any way that I can help you to uh get some information to to you about your um uh becoming born again and about uh finding you a, a good Bible teaching church in your area. Please just email me. I'd love to to um, hear how you did accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Let us pray. Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins. Jesus, I ask you to come into my life and save me. I renounce the devil, and all of his workings in my life. Jesus, I thank you right now that I am saved. I thank you for calling me into your presence on this evening. I love you, Lord. I thank you, and I say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer and you meant that prayer from your heart, and that means that tonight you are now saved. You are now that if the Lord were to come back and you were to leave this earth, that you would immediately go to be with the Father. The scripture says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And this also means that now you're going to have a new life. Things are going to change in your life. You're going to be able to see some things uh, that God is going to do for you. But this does not mean that everything is going to be rosy. There will be problems and there will be things. But this time you will have God to go through it with you. Hallelujah. So if you did pray that prayer tonight, I want to say congratulations to my new brother and my new sister in Christ and welcome home. And for those of you that prayed the prayer and you were a backslider, I say welcome back home. Hallelujah. We thank you and we praise God for all of the wonderful things that he is doing in our lives. And so we have about six minutes left. And so I'm just going to say tonight, thank you for tuning in to A Word From God on blogtalkradio.com. I am your radio host, Evangelist Rebecca Collier-Hagler, saying thank you for joining us. May God richly bless all of your endeavors for him and see you next week. And good night. Hallelujah.